Welcome to the RodeoKids.com podcast. I am your host, Camarie Widmer, and I am excited to be coming back to the Rodeo Kids podcast to talk to you guys and share some more insight into this wonderful world that we get to live. And today's topic is a little bit of a touchy subject. Sometimes when we're in the industry, we just kind of choose to ignore it, or maybe we're not really aware that it's going on, but people from the outside who maybe don't love the Western way of life and rodeo and stuff, man, they love this topic. So today I just want to share a little insight on animal welfare in the rodeo world and what we can do, how we can prevent issues, and just how to handle different situations that come up so that we can do our part in keeping this awesome lifestyle and the weekend rodeos and the big goals and gold buckle dreams rolling for lifetimes and generations to come. Welcome to the RodeoKids.com podcast, where we empower youth to be their best selves through the values and traditions of the rodeo and Western lifestyle. All right, all right, everyone. It is another awesome week. We are blessed to have some sunshine and warm weather here in central Iowa and across the Midwest. Hopefully, wherever you're at, you are experiencing the same wonderful weather as well and getting out there and getting your animals legged up and you're practicing and and your gardens planted and just everything that comes with spring and summertime and this time of the year. It's a great time of the year and also a great time to freshen up and prepare and just get ready to take on the heat of the summer season, um, whether you're showing or competing or just going on trail rides, or maybe you're taking a year off and going down another path, but still dabbling in it a little bit. However you're planning on spending your summer, um, there's some things that we can do to prepare. And one of those is educating ourselves on different things that might come up. And so as we talked about before, today's topic is animal welfare in the rodeo world and what causes it we'll start with that what causes issues that we see come up and when I talk about animal welfare I mean you know when we talk about PETA and animal rights activists so people who are outside of rodeos boycotting them or we have a big issue in the United States right now in some of the bigger cities that are trying to ban rodeos and people who maybe a lot of times it's a lack of education they don't really understand what happens in the event and when we take a step back as people who are immersed in it and who grow up with it and who love rodeo and this kind of life and ranching and stuff we understand calf roping and bull riding and and we know it doesn't hurt the animals and you know we just we accept it and it's our way of life so sometimes we don't really think about how it actually looks uh you know when a calf does get jerked down or a bull goes into the chute and rams his head in there and it, it, it looks bad it really does um so we can understand and relate with people as to why they get upset because they don't know um so our lack of education is a big reason that we have animal welfare issues Another thing is a disconnection to agriculture. So this kind of is a continuation of the lack of education. Um, 
The discontinuation of agriculture. So I've said this statistic more than once um, if you've listened to other podcasts, but uh, an alarming number is that only 2% of the population in the United States has direct ties to agriculture. So that's not just rodeo. That's ranching. That's row crop farming. That's, you know, picking cherries from trees and apples and fishing and pretty much anything that feeds or provides food feed, food, water, any of that shelter um, is part of agriculture. And so when we only have 2% of the population directly related to it, that's a big gap. So, you know, when we travel to places like cities and and even a lot of our smaller communities when people live in town and, and have never ridden a horse or never been to a rodeo or maybe they've even never stepped foot on a farm and all they've really ever seen is a cow in a pasture, um, that disconnection to agriculture really raises some red flags in their eyes when, again, they don't, they just don't understand what's going on because of that disconnection. Another thing is poor communication on our behalf. You know, we get to take responsibility for the part that we play in not sharing our lifestyle with other people. You know, when I look at, you know, the Rodeo Kids Ambassadors and the Pony Pros and even when I was growing up as a a kid when I was in high school and even today in my career, when I'm not at a directly equine or rodeo related event, I am amongst the minority of minorities of people who are involved in this industry. And when I say that now, we're talking about the rodeo industry. In my high school, I was the only person, kindergarten through 12th grade, who was a rodeo cowgirl. Um, The closest person to me was 18 miles away. We were the only person with an indoor arena within 60 miles, uh, in a 60-mile radius. And so there's a lot of people who have, again, no idea what we're doing, but rather than me stepping up when I was a kid, and I've gotten a lot better about it as an adult, but rather than me stepping into that position and saying, hey, like, let me tell you about it and shedding light on what it is, um, the thing that I had a tendency to do was just shut it off and not talk about it. I separated my rodeo life from my school life. And as I went through college, um, I got to college rodeo, so I didn't have to worry about it so much then. But um, in my more professional adult life, there have been times where I'm in situations and rather than taking the opportunity to talk about things, I just, again, shut it off. Um, And I've gotten a lot better about that. And by no means do we need to talk about it 24-7. But when we have the opportunity to share our lifestyle and why we do what we do and what we love about it, um, that allows us to communicate with people who might not know otherwise. And so as cowboys and cowgirls, we have to work on our communication skills. And when topics do arise that maybe feel a little controversial or maybe you feel like you're being attacked or, uh, you know, it's just not comfortable, we get to work on our skills and keeping our cool and educating ourselves to be able to handle that situation and answer those questions about animal welfare and why things happen the way they do um, so that we can not necessarily defend, but just elaborate, enhance, educate um, others who, again, just don't know. And then Another reason that causes animal welfare issues is because there are bad people out there. There are people who you see yanking, jerking, pulling, uh, being aggressive with animals, and 
they do shed a terrible light on who we really are as a whole when there's just a couple of bad eggs. So there are people who do mistreat animals in our industry and they make a difference. So we have to make sure that we stand up and and make that separation between the bad eggs and the rest of them. And, and it kind of goes into like the the deal that comes around every now and then and it starts with Albert Einstein once wrote on a chalkboard. Nine times one equals nine. Nine times two equals 18. Nine times three equals 27. Nine times four equals 36. Nine times five equals 45. Nine times six, 54. Nine times seven, 63. Nine times eight, 72. Nine times nine, 81. And then nine times 10 equals 91. Suddenly, chaos erupted in the classroom because Einstein made a mistake. Obviously, the correct answer to 9 times 10 isn't 91, and all of his students ridiculed him. Einstein waited for everybody to be silent and said, Despite the fact that I analyzed 9 problems correctly, no one congratulated me. But when I made one mistake, everyone started laughing. This means that even if a person is successful, society will notice his slightest mistake, and they'll like that. So don't let criticism destroy your dreams. The only person who never makes a mistake is someone who does nothing. And I love that for a personal standpoint, but I think that goes for the whole industry that, again, we can do all of these things correctly and we can take all the right measures and we can have stock contractors and contestants and rodeo queens and personnel and everybody be educated but we have one jack wagon that comes in there and makes a fool of himself and that's what the crowd sees and that's what they hold on to especially in today's social media world uh, because it's really easy to capture moments or to capture pictures and to post them all over the place and make them look way worse than what they actually were and so we just really need to be careful um, and understand that that is the human mindset that it's the one time that you make a mistake that they pounce on it's not the 90% of the time that you do things right or that things are done right it's the one the one time or the 10% or even less that things don't go like they're supposed to that we're capturing. So just be aware of that um, and make sure that you educate your friends and family members and all of that about it. So those are some of the reasons that we have issues with animal welfare in this industry. And I'm sure there's more, but that's what I've kind of gathered to get an overall grasp on it. So now, how are we going to handle this? I mean, this is a big deal. And so we're going to start with things not to do. I kind of touched on this don't get defensive. If it's a lack of education, if it's somebody coming at you, the worst thing that we can do is fight back. It's like George Bernard Shaw said one time, I learned long ago never to wrestle with a pig. You get dirty and besides, the pig likes it. So if somebody's getting really defensive, you know, and they're putting all this negative energy towards it, The best thing you can do is step away and just let them have their moment and take some deep breaths and just don't get in the mud with them. Another thing not to do is argue back. That goes along with getting defensive. Like, just keep your cool, take some deep breaths, and walk away if you need to. Don't look down on anyone. Um, Again, we don't know what they're going through in their life. We don't know. Maybe they did see something. Maybe they grew up in an abusive family. Maybe something did happen. And so just make sure that you step away from the situation. Let it simmer and 
take it easy and just don't judge that person for that one moment uh, just because maybe they're right, maybe they're wrong. We don't really know. So just keep a, keep a level head about it. Um, don't defend people who do wrong. If you see somebody and you get approached by someone else who saw it and they're like, hey, we just saw this guy doing that and, you know, that's wrong and, and they go off about whatever they saw in the arena or behind the arena or wherever it was, you don't have to re- defend that person. That's for them to do. And if you agree that it was wrong, you can say, yes, that was wrong. But if you looked at the other 99 competitors there, they didn't do anything wrong and it was fine and everything was cool. Yep, that guy did wrong. That girl did wrong. Everything else was good. So don't defend people who do wrong because, again, you have jumped in to the mud with that guy or that gal siding with them and however they acted. Um, so don't do that. Don't spread rumors. Um, if you do get into a quarrel of some sort over an animal rights situation, know your facts and only state what you know to be true. If you have an opinion about something, just let them know that's my opinion. Don't add fuel to the fire by justifying things that we don't actually know because that can be held against us too. Pick your battles. You know, sometimes it's best just to walk away. Um, Don't approach a group of people when you are outnumbered in a hostile situation. Um, Let them do their own thing. They're pinned up together, and we don't necessarily know what might come of that situation. Um, So just keep yourself safe and stay smart about it. Um, If it's an online thing, do not engage in a keyboard war. It is not worth it. You don't know the person behind the keyboard. If it gets to where people are commenting back and forth, one way that I've handled it is to maybe send a private message to the person. Uh, but most of the time, you're better off just stepping away. If you know it's not factual, you can report it on Facebook, ask them to take it down. Um, but that's a slippery slope as well. The internet has a tendency to side with um, rodeo not being a great thing. So you want to be careful about what you do and what you say, and you're better off not engaging in keyboard wars. And never yell or get physical. As soon as you, again, get your voice or get get in the mud with them, if your voice escalates or you get physical, then you're in just as much trouble as the guy who started it. So don't do those things. So now let's switch gears. How do we handle the situation? We've got an idea what not to do. Now what do we do? First and foremost, know your stuff. Be prepared. Do some research. Ask some professionals. Um, Ask your parents. Know your rule books. That's a really important thing to understand. We did this uh, this presentation, this conversation uh, with the Rodeo Kids Ambassadors, and they came up with some really cool videos. And there's a lot of facts in your rule books as to how they take care of the bulls and the infractions and the fines and the things that can happen if people do get caught doing wrong things to the animals. Um, It's just like the jerk down rule has been implemented, how we put our bull rope on. Um, There's all kinds of stuff and facts in there that protect the animals and penalize the cowboys and cowgirls if they are caught um, acting aggressively or doing things that are not acceptable. Um, Another thing, know your stock contractors, know your associations, and know their reputation. They can be pigs too. 
Um, if you know that you are entering up in a rodeo where the stock contractor is not good with animals or they don't take care of them or you know that things have been happening that are shady, that are questionable, uh, step away. There's plenty of rodeos in the world and if you skip one weekend because you don't want to get caught up in that, that's worth it. You know, it only takes one bad thing, one one bad situation for you to get caught up in, in anything in life, for it to completely change the trajectory of what your future holds. So if you know that things are not good and you know that you're putting yourself either in a dangerous situation or a confrontational situation that isn't going to be good, then step away from it because it's not worth it in the long run. And then another thing, know your values. When you get into these conversations, know why you rodeo. Know about taking care of these animals. Know about how much heart and soul and dedication you put into into these animals, into this situation, into this lifestyle, and why you do that. If people can feel your passion and your desire and your animal husbandry and your willingness to take care of agriculture in general, um, that's huge. It's a, it's a huge deal to understand all of that. Um, and another thing is just make sure that you understand the history. When we go back to know your facts, the history of rodeo and where these events started can be really eye-opening and helpful in these situations. So for instance, calf roping. Why do we rope calves? Well, some people are like, well, that looks terrible. I don't understand why you go jerk a calf down and tie three of their legs up when they look helpless. Valid point. Why do we do it? The history of calf roping comes from doctoring animals. A cowboy back in the day, even today, many cowboys, how are you supposed to go catch a calf and give it its vaccinations and take care of it like it needs to be taken care of if it's fighting and wallering around and whining and bawling and the mama's trying to get it? How are you supposed to take care of that calf in that situation? Well, we do it the cowboy way. You put a rope on them, you tie them down so that they're not straining so that we can give their vaccinations, their shots, their inoculations, uh, whatever it is that we're giving them safely so that they're not straining and that position that we put them in helps them relax. And when it comes to the horse, how the horse works makes a difference as to if the cowboy or cowgirl's job is easier or harder and that goes into the safety of the animal. And so a well-trained calf horse not only allows us to compete and have fun in that, um, in that way, but when we look at the history of it we needed those horses to be well trained and to bring those calves to us so they didn't get up and that it is safer for that horse or for that calf to be on the ground and you know the muscles in the calf's neck so it doesn't hurt them Um, their anatomy is not disturbed by doing what we do and when that horse pulls that calf towards us it pulls it away from the mama so that we can get to it quickly we can tie him up we can give those shots and we can let him go so that he can grow healthily and safely without worries of sickness and the things that come from not having inoculations so that's just one example and when we have those conversations with people it really changes how they think about it because if we just again, look at the image of it um, from the uneducated point of view. We have to educate them so that they understand what's really happening. Um, So another way to handle the situation, again, know your stuff, know the history, and then stay calm. Breathe, smile, and stay 
neutral. Try to see both sides of the story. Don't get in a fight. Don't start to waller around because that's when we get in trouble. Okay, other things that we can do is ask questions. Ask the person who's coming at you, depending on what the topic is. I mean, this this is just a broad overview of all the things that can happen underneath of this topic. So we can ask questions, you know, if somebody comes at you and says, hey, like this looks bad, you can say, okay, well, or they say this happened. You say, well, do you have facts for that? Like, where, where did you learn that? You know, question their education because if they're just coming at you based on opinions, then we have some trouble there. So do they have facts? Do they know the history? Have they ever been to a rodeo or ridden a horse? You know, if they're just going based off of pictures, we can say, hey, have you actually been in that situation? Have you actually had the conversation? Again, stay neutral when we're doing this. We're not, we're not trying to accuse them of anything or make them feel like they're being victimized. We're just trying to lighten this situation and make sure that everybody is looking at both sides of it. Um, have they ever seen how the livestock is taken care of? You know, we don't, as cowboys and cowgirls, stock contractors, people in agriculture, if we don't take care of our animals, we don't make money. We lose money consistently, even our practice stock. If we don't keep those calves alive and goats and bulls and horses and everything, that's money down the drain. It's not only our responsibility just because we're good humans, but financially we have to take care of these animals in order for them to perform, for us to do what we need to do and to continue our livelihood. And most people, 99% of the world loves their animals. I love my horses. We did the podcast with Dave Moorhead and you can hear in his voice how much he appreciates those animals and you know, being able to utilize them as bucking horses and bucking bulls and stuff like that. That's just a bonus, but we actually love the animals. And so we need to ask that question. Have you seen how we take care of our animals? Have you been to the facility? Have you talked to vets? Have you, have you actually experienced it? Or are we just taking biased, biased conversations um, and opinions that are formed based on a one-sided situation and creating a bigger deal of it than what it needs to be? Um, those are just a few things to think about and to consider when it comes to how we handle issues when they come up. You know, maybe you're going to be put in a position where you see one of your friends yanking and jerking and pulling on their horse with a bad attitude after a bad run. And maybe you're at a high school rodeo where there's not a crowd, but you know it's wrong and nobody's saying anything. Is that acceptable? No, it doesn't matter who's watching. Animal abuse is not acceptable. Uh, there's a huge difference between, you know, a disciplinary action and if your horse is being completely unruly and you need to get their attention, you know, we got to know the difference on horsemanship and doing things correctly versus abuse. And as cowboys and cowgirls, it's our responsibility when we see those things happen to draw attention to it. And we can do that in different ways. We can actually go and confront whoever our friend is or the person that we see doing it and say, hey, like, you need to stop that. Even if it's uncomfortable, and it will be very uncomfortable the first couple times you do it, but if it is unacceptable behavior, even if you lose a friend over that, which if you lose a friend, they're not a very good friend to begin with, um, it needs to be stopped and it needs to be stopped immediately. And 
a lot of times we get into these habits of acting a certain way or maybe we saw somebody else act a certain way and so we think it's acceptable and it's not until we're put on the spot to say, hey, don't do that, um, that we realize that it actually is an issue. So if you're able to and you have the confidence and ability and you're in a position to say, to, to walk up to that person and stop it yourself, then definitely do that. If you are uncomfortable you can go to an adult that's in your area, somebody that's, um, you know, somebody that you trust, somebody that you can say, hey, like I saw this happening and it's just not right and it needs to stop and I'm not sure how to handle it. Can you help me? Um, that's a good way to handle it. Another thing you can do is if you're at an association or a fun show, go to somebody who's running it. You know, if you're at a high school rodeo, you have your directors, um, you have those different kinds of things. Again, go back to knowing your rule book to be able to say, hey, like, I hate to do this, but we can't have this. Like, we just can't. This is what it says in the rules, and this needs to be addressed before it escalates. So those are a few things you can do if you have a friend or somebody that you know who's, um, you know, just in the arena being too aggressive to the livestock. If you have a stock contractor or something like that, um, somebody that is in a position of authority, go to the board Go to the president. Go to somebody that you trust. Maybe you start with your parents and you just hand the issue over to them. Um, or maybe you go, you know, just be strategic about where you go. And if it does feel like it backfires on you, but you know that you did the right thing deep down in your heart and in your soul and that God put it on you to stop whatever it was that was happening, be willing to take the repercussions because it's worth it um, to make a difference in the world and when you speak up one time it can change everything for the future um so don't be afraid to speak up in those situations but you don't have to put yourself in the spotlight either just say find somebody that you trust that you can talk to about the situation and let them address it now kind of as we talked about in the beginning if you have somebody who is in a group of people, maybe you are walking into a rodeo and say PETA or some animal rights activists are outside of your rodeo. Um, you can, again, go to an adult, go to somebody who owns the facility. Um, they can usually handle it better if it's as long as they aren't bothering you, um, except for, you know, your personal views, you can just ignore it. If you have to, you can call in authorities if they're getting aggressive or anything like that. Um, harassment is not acceptable in any kind of situation. So if you feel like you're being harassed by others who are animal rights activists in a negative way, uh, you can address that with the authorities somehow. Um, hopefully you're never in that position, but we need to be prepared just so that we know. If you have things that are happening back at the trailer, maybe it's not your friend who's the one that's being aggressive. Maybe it's their parent. Maybe the kid gets done competing and they take that horse back to the trailer and mom or dad gets on it and just starts railing on it or even railing on the kid. Um, if you see that kind of stuff happening, again, that stuff is not acceptable. Know your boundaries for sure. Um, Talk to, again, an adult. Talk to the president of your association or somebody that's on the board of directors to address that situation. Again, many times we get we get in the heat of the moment and we make mistakes and we don't even realize that we're what we're doing is impacting others or impacting these animals in a negative way. So um, don't be afraid to address that either. 
And what it all comes down to is stand up for what's right. Know your stuff. Educate yourself. Embrace the title that you, the title and the lifestyle that you, that we all want to live. The cowboy lifestyle, the cowboy cowgirl way, the Western lifestyle. This is what we want to live. And we don't get to just put on our cowboy hats, buy a horse, and it all be hunky-dory. We get to band together. We are a community of people. There are going to be issues that arise, even if we are just going on the weekends. We still have to take a stand for the values and the core characteristics that this industry and this lifestyle were founded upon. And so don't be afraid to take a stand. Don't be afraid to involve other people. Trust your gut, follow your heart, and that will lead you where you need to go. Say your prayers, stay calm, don't be judgmental, but assess the situations from a wholesome point of view and know your stuff. Um, That's our responsibility as cowboys and cowgirls to step up and educate and inform and be positive advocates for this industry, just like we talked about with Miss Rodeo America in the last Rodeo Kids podcast. It's our duty, it's our responsibility, and we are so, so, so lucky that we get to do this and that we get to share this life that we love so much with others. So I hope that gives you all some insight um, on how to handle those situations. And if there's ever any time that you have an issue, um, please reach out to us at rodeokids.com and we will do our best to help you get in contact with somebody that you need to talk to or how to handle a situation. We will try to walk you through that um, as best as we possibly can. And that's a wrap on how to handle situations concerning rodeo animal welfare. I do want to take a minute to invite you all to the next Rodeo Kids monthly Zoom. It will be on Monday, May 23rd at 7 p.m. Central Time. We did move the time, um, the day, to hopefully accommodate a few more people. We know your weekends are getting busy and it can be hard to log on um, when you're on your way home from the rodeo or Sunday evenings when you're just wanting to... uh, relax and take in everything that's happened for the weekend. So we did move that to Mondays, Monday evenings at 7 p.m. Central Time Zone. So that's Midwestern time. Um, We have Chevy Allen joining us on the next Zoom. She has a book that is awesome. It's all about being gritty and how to overcome difficult situations and how to find that strength to get you to the next level, to have that championship mindset and to help you be successful inside and outside of the arena. So we are super excited to have her join us. You can check out some information about her beforehand on getgrittywithchevy.com, all one word. Again, that's getgrittywithchevy.com. So we're excited for that. And we also have some really exciting news that we are working on on the rodeokids.com website. We will be opening up some really cool opportunities for everyone to be involved. So it will be way more inclusive and you will get to become a rodeo kid on a deeper level and you do not have to have a horse. You do not even have to rodeo or enter any events or anything like that to be a part of it. So we're super excited to make that announcement. So stay tuned for that and keep on listening to the Rodeo Kids weekly podcast and tune into that Rodeo Kids monthly Zoom on May 23rd at 7 o'clock p.m. with Chevy Allen. 
Thank you all for listening. Don't forget to share, like, follow, comment. Let us know what you think and what we can help you with at rodeokids.com. Have a wonderful day. Good luck, safe travels, and God bless as you head up and down the road this weekend.